Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This is Lexi and Jordan today. It's snowy here, and I think you said rainy there, right? Yeah, rainy, super yeah. rainy, and stormy. So no snow, though? That's no, so it's weird. Honestly, have like not had much snow this year. It's so disappointing. But Oh, sad. Yeah, okay. but it's, it is gloomy enough to where it still gives the fa- same, like, I want to stay in and cozy up. Oh, yeah, that's so, nice. Eh, it's all right. Well, that's the purpose of bad weather, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. For me. So today we are going to talk a little bit about creative hospitality, um, thinking outside the box when it comes to just uh, loving your neighbor and your your church members. Um, so maybe we can give you guys some ideas. There was something else we wanted to talk about. What was it in regards to with, was it, oh yeah, fourth trimester? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're going to have to remind me if what, what those things were specifically, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lexi is technically in the fourth trimester. How long, how long does that go on? I don't know. It's different in different cultures. Sometimes okay. it's actually, I think I'm technically out of it now. It's like from right. the six week to 40 day mark. Okay. So yeah, we're going to talk a little so. bit about that and just kind of some education that Lexi's got on that lately since she, you know, just had a newborn baby. And, um, I think just learning about that helps us to be even more compassionate and generous with people in our lives yes. that have yeah. new babies and ways that we can help them, um, yeah. in terms of hospitality, uh, because especially in our stage of life, tons of women around us are having babies. Um, I feel like <laughs> at our church, it's like someone said one time it was like the, I don't remember you want something along the lines of like the fruitful river or something. I don't know. But like there's tons yep. of women having babies constantly. Um, it's so a good church growth strategy. <laughs> Seriously. I know we have tons of church growth all from newborn babies. <laughs> have, have we done a specific podcast talking on just hospitality before? I don't remember. No, we haven't. Okay. Have we talked about feasting much? I don't think so. We should do one, an episode on feasting. Okay. We should, but okay. um, yeah, uh, we, we just had a meeting and um, one of the ladies was like, pregnancies at Christ Church come in threes. So look out, everyone. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> Seriously, so true. it's like anytime <laughs> someone's pregnant, there's like a couple more pop up at the same time. And then there's oh, like, so funny. multiple babies born in the same month always at our church. But anyways, oh. yeah, that's something that we wanted to talk about too. But I thought maybe we could start out by talking about um, what is hospitality, like defining mm-hmm. it, defining our terms a little bit, because I think- mm-hmm hospitality can mean different things to different people. Yeah, that's definitely true. (laughs) So when you say hospitality, what are you talking about? Are you talking about just having people in your home or what are you talking about when you say hospitality? Mm, I think for me, yeah, that's a lot of it, but I've had to, I've had to grow in my creative thinking to realize that it's a disposition, but that it's also, um, instead of like setting the gift of hospitality, also sending the gift of hospitality, if that makes sense. Yeah. And those are the more creative, creative things that um, we'll probably talk about a little bit. Right. So yeah, just providing for people's needs. Yeah. In a fellowship type setting somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked up a few verses that um, helped me with defining this. So Romans twelve thirteen is contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show mm-hmm. hospitality. So filling needs. So that, that would be like when someone has a newborn baby. 
and mm-hmm. they practically need help, like watching kids mm-hmm. or bringing groceries or meals or whatever it may be, or surgery. It didn't, doesn't even have to be newer baby. Obviously, there's lots of yeah. needs that we could think of that we could be meeting. Um, let's see what else. I have a couple more written down here. Hebrews 13, one and two, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for their mm-hmm. voice. Um, thereby some have entertained angels unaware. So this isn't hospitality is not only to the household of God. This is not only mm-hmm. to our Christian brothers and sisters, but hospitality should be extending to our neighbor. Um, so this should be non-Christian people also that we are seeking to be hospitable. To. And for me personally, just as a pastor's family, this can be more tricky sometimes because a lot of our time is spent pouring into the people in our church and having those yeah. over that we're wanting to get to know. So um, for me, I think the non-Christian people in my life are specifically the people in our neighborhood, our neighbors. Yes. yes that yes, I'm yes, like yes. bringing, like I talked about bringing goodies to at Christmas or some, you know, like mm-hmm. little ways yeah, that's a good talking point. to you when we go on a walk or things like that, or, or just like literally strangers that we see when we go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm that I'm trying to look for opportunities to show love or share Christ with. Yeah. I think that's where it comes to like the, like, do you have an open hospitable demeanor towards those people that you don't know? Or are you kind of closed off and right. Turning your head. Yeah. And then I was going to share first Peter four, um, eight and nine is above all, keep loving one another earnestly Mm -hmm. since love covers a multitude of sins and show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I find it interesting that without grumbling is tacked on there. Yep. Um, it seems to be that perhaps when the Bible was written, grumbling often was a problem, <laughs> was a part of hospitality as it so often can be for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I strive to not grumble when I show hospitality just because it is extra work. So, I mean, it's easy to get a grumbly heart when you're showing hospitality because you're, you know, taking care of more people than what you're used to taking care of. Yeah, or you can be the person that's saying, "Why are you using that reuse? Why aren't you using a reusable pan? That's just going to go into the landfill." I've literally seen people on blogs when people are talking about hospitality, they're saying, "Well, don't don't recommend that. You're just adding to the the earth's. You're going to make the what is it? That everyone's freaking out about. No trash. Is it climate? Oh. No trash island. Yeah, that's <laughs> something. Yes, yeah. basically yes. Yeah, which is just so dumb. So it's just not, even that is just not being thankful for what you've been given. Right. Just being grumbly. So, yeah. So I think we're going to be talking about just our demeanor in hospitality Mm -hmm. in our homes, like being welcoming when we are entertaining people at our homes. And then also ways that we can provide service, generosity, and kindness to those in and outside of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. There's loads of ideas that we can give, and I, f- I think maybe we should do, like, some practical ideas at the end. Um, okay, yeah. But first, I think our hearts and attitudes need to be in line with Scripture mm-hmm. <laughs> because this will be our biggest help in hospitality. You know, we can, we can give you all this practical advice about, like, ways to make it easier, but honestly, when it comes down to it, like, are you being selfish or not? <laughs> mm-hmm. are, yeah. you, are you having a yucky heart and saying, I just, I just can't do that? I just... I'm not going to do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or are you seeking to be generous with your time and your resources and your energy with people that are around you? Yeah. Um, because you can either, you can look at it two ways. You can be like, sorry, I'm just, 
I'm not going to do that. Um, in any way, shape, form or fashion, I'm not saying that there's not seasons of life that you have to, that you have to scale back in certain areas. But, um, even in our scaling back seasons, we can still seek to be generous and absolutely. So just having our hearts desire to be generous and being careful not to be selfish. Something I really, really have to do is to, this is going to sound weird, but I have to serve others with my eyes. And what I mean by that is that I have to go into situations where I'm going to be fellowshipping with people, making it a priority for me to be like actively seeking out ways to serve them. Mm -hmm. Because usually when I'm around other people in fellowshipping, I have all my kids with me and it's, I can get so consumed with making sure they're all taken care of that I can actually forget to be getting to know the person, asking questions. I think that's one of the best ways to show hospitality to people is ask them questions about their life. And that allows you to figure out some creative ways to be loving them. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I, so I really struggle. I struggle really, really hard with that. Mm -hmm. So I have to purpose. I remember when we're going places in the car, like, okay, I've even just thought of what are some questions I can ask them. These are the first two things I'm going to ask them when I see them. (laughs) Yeah. Because I can just struggle with that a lot. Yeah. I think that's smart. Actually. Um, We went to a couple's house one time and had dinner and they, they, the wife asked me a question and the husband separately had asked Jared the same question. And afterward we were like, that was interesting. It's almost like they had prepared that question to ask us. (laughs) And, And it was, it was kind of like, huh, but it was also very sweet because it made me think they were trying to, yes, get to know us and they thought mm-hmm. beforehand yeah. even ways that they could do that the be- the best way that they could, you know, and yes. thinking of things to talk about before we were even together. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is super sweet. <laughs> That's super sweet and a great way to get to know people. Yeah. Not very many people can carry on. Well, people can carry on conversation, but it really is a skill. <laughs> so yeah. look at it as a hospitable art. Right. Right. Um, and so even like in our hospitality that we're seeking to do to people, do for people, um, I just keep using the scenario of a new baby because I feel like that's a common way that we serve people in the church is by bringing meals. Um, but we can either be like, I, I can't, you know, I had a super, I got a super busy week this week, whatever. Or mm-hmm. you can be like, God, how awesome is it that you gave them a baby that you mm-hmm. provided a new person in this world and we can praise God for a new baby and Mm -hmm. cook meals for a mama who is probably going to get very little sleep tonight. And we can praise Mm -hmm. God that we get to come home and not have a newborn baby in our arms that night, you know, (laughs) or if you do have a newborn baby, praise God for that too. Um, being thankful and seeing the joy and thankfulness that should be flowing from our hearts as we are seeking hospitality. I actually asked three people today, um, what were creative ways? Cause they are all in different season of life. Um, oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. Woman, um, she works full time right now and has one child. So, um, she, she hopes to not be working full time in the future, but this is just a season of life that she is in. So she's like working full time as a teacher has a baby. Um, but still is awesome, super generous and, um, sweet to people around her all the time. So I was asking her, um, ways that she, creative ways that she does hospitality or um, serves people. And she was talking about like just going and picking up groceries for somebody. 
and drop mm-hmm. them off at her house. And I thought that was a great idea. Um, so, okay. So do we want to move into our practical ways? Now? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause now I'm, I'm thinking of stuff as you're talking. It's reminding me of other people I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she um, was the one who was talking about, honestly, she was the one that was like, telling me she just has to have a good attitude about it. Like it comes down to, am I going to, mm, it's true. You're a bad heart. Or, are you actually yeah. a good heart about this? Um, am I going to be praising God about this or not? Um, which I think is so good. Just like to having, having your mind set on the right things as you're serving people mm-hmm. makes all the difference. But anyways, picking up groceries. I, I just want to say something real quick. Yeah. Maybe this is not a good time to bring this up, but if you are an older person, and you want Titus 2 to be lived out in your home and in your personality, I think one of the best things you can do is to make yourself the kind of person that is okay with having children around, be it mm-hmm. when you're in conversation with a mom or even in your own house. Um, I think when we're talking about seasons, we should be wanting, because of the Titus 2 intergenerational discipleship models, we should be seeking ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the hardest things that happens that prevents that from happening is the whole, um, like the whole the problem of having children around. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think it's a problem, but when other people can start acting that way, I could very easily see why someone wouldn't be invited over or why someone doesn't want to drop dinner off for a baby, or you never talk to that person because you're concerned that maybe your kid is going to interrupt and then you're, they're going to look like, you're going to look like a bad parent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as an older person, be someone who is able to have kids around. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not in your home, invite them to a park, say, let's go to a park and hang out. That's easy for you. I've had so many older moms do that. And I'm like, um, yes, thank you. You get it. Thank you. Cause we need that desperately, but Mm -hmm. we can't really facilitate all the time. So anyways, I just, that popped into my head. Yeah. And that's what my, um, I've talked about her before, but the lady that mentored me, she was always like that. And mm-hmm. when we would go over to her house, she would like have toys ready, like toys set mm-hmm. up, ready yep. and yep. snack yep. and just very thoughtful and kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so even we remind ourselves for even whenever we are older and not in the season of, yes. Life yes. of having babies, yep. just to be mindful of the needs of moms, young moms mm-hmm. with littles around. Yeah. Yeah. So I also asked a woman that was in her sixties and retired and in that stage of life. And she talked about with hospitality, just how important it is to her and to people that are in her life that have told her this before, just how meaningful it is to even be thought of and just to, and just to know that you're thought of. Because I think in that stage of life, you're not in a like day to day seeing each other as much um, play mm-hmm. dates and that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, frequently, even like for widows, I know mm-hmm. um, we do have a widow in our life that it can be really lonely in seasons. So mm. showing care and love to them can just be like texting and reminding them that, you know, they have this going on and that you're praying. Mm. So, so practically that can mean like putting reminders in your calendar for when someone has something yes. big in their life going on. Yep. Um, yep. Whatever, it, whatever it may be. But I feel like that's really helpful for me whenever I just mm-hmm. like shoot a reminder. Whenever someone asks for prayer, I'm just going to like put a reminder in my phone for whenever they're doing that and send them an encouraging text that day just to know that I'm yeah. thinking of them and praying for them. Yeah. I had a friend who was always, I learned to do that. Most of this stuff I've learned from other friends, but she was so good at always texting back and well, what was the date of this? When is this yeah. appointment going to happen? And I just always 
thought, man, you are so considerate, (laughs) so considerate of others. Yeah. Um, Okay. So practically when it comes for you showing hospitality, give me some of your Mm -hmm. practicals. I got a whole list here, but I could just keep jabbering on. So, um, well, I think, yeah. So I feel like I am not super great at the creative part of this, but I have learned a lot from others that I'm having to now start putting into practice since I have four kids and it is a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a friend, I'm thinking of different situations. So what about, what if you want to have a family with tons of kids over, but you feel like your home is too small? I have a friend that had, she invited this other large family in our church to the park and she just provided dinner for them all, but they did it in a park setting and that totally counts. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, or something that I have just, it's been so sweet and I'm really trying to think of the, I'm finally at the stage of life where there are a lot of people younger than me having their first babies and something that was just so helpful when I was, um, had my first few kids. There's one lady in particular that lived pretty very close to us. And there were several times the year after I had Daphne that she was just like, Hey, I've got extra dinner tonight. I'm just going to drop it off for you. And it was unexpected. And it was also like, not that it's an imposition to have people over, but she wasn't like putting her whole, she wasn't coming over for the night, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And it was just, a. it was so helpful in that first year And so I am right now, I have, like, I'm thinking about one young mom in particular at our church, um, her first pregnancy that I, even though I've tried to get together with them multiple times, it just hasn't worked out to have them over for dinner yet. But there have been, I just try and text her very regularly throughout her pregnancy. How are you doing? What was your doctor's appointment like? Are you feeling better? Here's some ideas. Yeah. Um, And even that is just a way to be considerate and Mm -hmm. thinking of their needs. And if she has a need, I would love to figure out how to meet it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, we have really tried to be more diligent about, I think that intergenerational can feel really scary for people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what we did to try and like, um, mitigate some of that, what could potentially be awkwardness. It it isn't, we've never had it be awkward, but we always tried to invite, if we're inviting over, an older couple or like um, a widow or someone that would be like our grandma's age, we always try then and invite over a a young couple. Mm -hmm. So there's more, we, we have found that the more people there are in a hospitality setting intergenerationally, it's not as awkward or weird, or it's like totally not bumpy at all. It feels like one big family. We love it actually. Mm -hmm. So, and I, in order to, to facilitate that sort of stuff, I just have an ongoing list on my calendar. So next week, I know the next two people I'm calling to figure out if they're coming over for Sunday feast, basically. So just really planning. A lot of this really is opening your eyes and planning, writing stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. Just being super intentional with Mm -hmm. getting it done, (laughs) making it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know we've talked about before with hospitality and with your like feast days. Uh Uh-huh you kind of plan your week around it and just knowing that it's always going to be happening. Talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I, and it does help that I know it's always going to be happening. It's not like, Oh, we decided to be hospitable Mm -hmm. in February and that's it this year. It's regularly happening. My rhythms are worked around it in all of school is worked around it. Our outside the house activities are worked around it. And for us that it really is because it's hospitality really is a priority for us. Um, 
and especially as a pastor's wife, Brian has told me multiple times that um, the qualification of being a hospitable elder, I help him meet that qualification. So I, I take that very, very seriously as a pastor's wife. And I think all pastors' wives should. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but even today, I was, I am having to get way more creative with it since Cyril has been born. Um, I can't just prep only on Saturday anymore. I have to prep. I was cooking last night after dinner. I had to get cooking last night. And then today I spent all morning cooking as well. Um, and I'm having to really be diligent about putting extra dessert in the freezer or cooking certain parts of the meal throughout the week instead of just Saturday, like I used to. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of work, but the thing is, I really value it. And the other thing too, is the, the blessing that God provides, you know, that proverb about the man who waters others will himself be watered. Yeah. I just think that's so true when it comes to hospitality, any kind of hospitality, there's just a unique sort of blessing and joy that comes from meeting somebody else's need, however small. <laughs> so, so even the cup of water for the child, you know? Mm-hmm. And also I always think about give and it will be given unto you. Like yes. just being generous with what you have and trusting that the Lord will give back to you oh, yes. rest in the season mm-hmm. that you need it. Um, because that's, that's the hardest part of hospitality for me is just, it's tiring. Like it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff to get done. It's a lot of mental mm-hmm. energy and it's a lot of plates to literally be spinning. So, yeah. um, it's just trusting that like, as I'm giving that I know that the Lord will give back to me blessing and rest mm-hmm. in, when I need mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I think too, I've had to kind of let go of, sure. I would love every single thing that I provide for people to be absolutely made from scratch. I love doing that anyways, but in reality, I want the fellowship and, um, the mutual edification that has relationally more than one homemade food, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I've even had to like thinking even about tomorrow, it's, this is the first time we're having a large group over since I've had Cyril and Mm -hmm. I'm just having to think about different recipes that I wouldn't usually tend towards because we're having larger and larger groups over and that's challenging to cook. Mm -hmm. So even just look at it as a skill to grow in, if that makes sense and realize like it, because of our sin nature, it doesn't come naturally to be hospitable. Everyone, you know, it's not like you don't have the gift of opening your door and knowing how to set a five course meal down before people, you have to learn and grow and cultivate and pray and ask God to show you how Mm -hmm. to be creative with your surroundings. Mm -hmm. So, so I was going to ask you one more thing. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we can practically be hospitable. Like we can be doing the stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you make sure that you're not just checking the boxes and that you're like being hospitable on the outside, but your heart is not hospitable at all? You know what I'm saying? Like how can we make sure that we're not just doing it, but we're being yucky on the inside about it and hating it the whole time? Oh, like the whole grumbling, basically like what you were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like how how can we be sure and be checking ourselves that we're not just doing it to be getting it done, but yet our heart in it is bad? (laughs) Um, I think practically just out yourself. Confess that to somebody if that's the case. Or just know, I've had to really realize going into certain hospitality situations, my tendency is to want to to complain towards these people or to hold something against them and to, to really like start outing yourself to your husband or to a friend Mm -hmm. say like, pray for me this week. I'm really struggling with the thought of this particular group of people coming over. Um, so I, let's have verse. 
the man who confesses his sin will find mercy. Like God will help you through that. And I'm sure he will make it much more enjoyable because you're not harboring sin in your heart and you're not defiling many with the root of bitterness. Yeah. So I really think confession is a big, a big, um, yeah, that's good. Part to that. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay. So some practical things that I had written down is for bringing people meals. Uh, I'm going to be cooking dinner for my family anyways. So it's not super difficult to just make double. So that's what I often do. Mm-hmm. If I'm, if I'm going to be bringing somebody a meal, then I'm just going to make double of whatever I make. So I have a list of recipes that are like easily doubled and brought places. So, mm-hmm. um, and I always do the tins when I'm giving people a meal. Yes. I always do the throwaway. Tins. <sighs> I don't want them. Please. To yes. <laughs> deal with oh. Tupperware stacked in their closet until they can see me next. So I'm always just grabbing, you know, the, those little tins at the grocery store. And honestly, practically, it is so hard for me to get those things back to people because I'm already carrying so much around with little people all the time that having a whole duffel bag of plastic goods to return to people that I can't even remember anymore. It's like, yes, ah! buy those throwaway things. It's totally fine. Actually, Um, someone on Twitter recently, uh, I don't know why I had never thought of this before, but she said she always even gives people like um, plastic or paper plates when she's providing meals so they can just throw it away that night. And I thought that was genius. Yes. Um, we had someone bring us a meal when Valor was born and it was like the most thoughtful box of goodies that you've mm-hmm. ever received in your life. Mm-hmm. It was a whole dinner for the night. It was a pack of juice boxes for the kids. Yeah. Yep. 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 Plates, paper bowls, napkins. It was just, and it was like some snacks for the next day. For uh-huh. the too. And, and it was also little baggies of frozen fruit to make smoothies for the morning. Yep. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have started trying to do, do that. Even though if it's a small thing, I try, that's why I like freezer baking, mm-hmm. um, is because I can try and at least stick like half the muffins in there for the next day or yeah. Yeah. A, I a loaf to do of some banana bread. Too. Yeah. Um, because yeah. you know how it is when you have a newborn, you're like nursing all night long yes. and you're like, please give me some substance this morning before I die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think when you're bringing a mom, a new mom, a meal, uh, in- including some kind of a breakfast item is super thoughtful. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, like picking up groceries and dropping them off. We live in an era of Instacart, so eat, like mm-hmm. I feel like there's no excuse that you could give to where you can't get online and order someone groceries and have them delivered. Or food, for that Actually, matter. that's a good point. <laughs> or food, for that matter. Like There oh, are many, many, many ways to get food to a person's house. So maybe you are in a season that you physically cannot make someone a meal and get it to their house that that happens like there are definitely seasons where Mm -hmm. that just we can't do that um but do you possibly have 25 dollars that you could send them a pizza for tonight Mm -hmm. because that is Mm -hmm. also legit that counts as well and you can do that and that is just as much of a blessing to someone and Mm -hmm. um and it, it is maybe more because they know that you are struggling yourself to get this done. So um, I think it just fun to people when you do that. Um, let's see, whatever. Oh, someone I, gifted us. I forgot about this, but when when I had Daphne, someone gifted us um, a Blue Apron gift card. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. 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 I thought that was a good idea. That is a great idea. You know what else I thought would be a great idea for someone for like a baby shower gift? What? It's like a month of a cleaning service. 
where someone like, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be so awesome. I know. (laughs) Like I got to do that for somebody. And now Mm -hmm. I know a girl that has a cleaning service. So I'm totally going to do it for somebody. Actually, this is now going into all the fourth trimester hospitality stuff because yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Amish. Yeah. That would be just Just really, really helpful. Having (laughs) someone to come once a week and like help you clean your house. Well, and the thing is that everyone needs that, but it's, it's just, it's hard to admit that that's what you need. And and part of that's a humility problem, but part of it is also like, well, I'm a woman. I know that you probably want your floor swept and your laundry put away. Let me just insist. That's the thing. Insist (laughs) that I help you with this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so often we're scared of like offending each other. Like, mm-hmm. will it offend you if I help you clean your bathroom right now? Like, will that offend but you, know, you or will that this help is, you? This is something I've been realizing. If we really did insist upon doing this more and we kind of recovered working alongside of one another as women in each other's houses, we would be less scared of showing one another the mess because we realize it's normal. Yeah, that someone's going <laughs> to help you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That someone's yes. not going to judge you. They're actually just going to help you if they see you. Yes. Like, yes. oh, I see your dishes are super bad right now. Let me just do it for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they and I, if that was me and someone came to my house, there's no way that someone would offend me by doing some housework for me. I don't know oh, why no, I'm no. always afraid that someone's going to be offended if I do it for them. Okay. You know what I was going to say too? I absolutely, there are several families in our church that I just, they are an absolute delight to have in our home because the men after dinner immediately get up clear the table and do the dishes. That is, And I just think that's such a good way when you're going over to someone's house. Again, this is a place where I struggle to see with my eyes, the needs, but get up and do their dishes or sweep after them. Or even I've tried to start having Ari and Ira, um, particularly in our house church, like they sweep, I try to have them sweep under the table after they eat because I want them also to start seeing in ways that I haven't myself been trained to see, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So So yeah, be hospitable when you go to someone's house. (laughs) Bring a gift even. (laughs) Bring a bottle of wine. That's a great. No, seriously. That's what people (laughs) used to do. Yeah. Why have we lost this art of bringing a gift when you go to someone's house? Seriously. Or just, yeah, maybe this is getting too, maybe, I don't know. This is getting a little Go ahead. Keep talking. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. One time. Yeah, I know. I, I guess I just mean. It's, I don't know. It's so weird to me when it's just so weird that we live in a generation where people always show up without anything at all. And it's not that I need that as the hostess, but it's just very, it's just very foreign to me, I guess. That's a part of hospitality that I did definitely grow up with. Uh, always parents. something when you're going somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Contribute in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean – you were going to eat that night anyway. So, right. Oh man. I absolutely love, I got to tell you this. There's, there's a single guy in our house church a couple years ago. He was so funny because I just love that. He always brought something. He always brought something, which is very unusual for a single guy, but it was like the weirdest stuff, which made it even better. It was like, but it was cool because it was like, he'd bring like random fancy, uh, soda drinks or something stuff that was fun because it wasn't a typical type of a thing. If that makes sense, Uh even though, he wasn't bringing like a main course or something. Yeah. He was still bringing a fun, fancy addition to the That's meal. Awesome. Yeah. And I loved that. We had a man in our church also, he, his wife had passed away and he was a part of our small group and he would always contribute something to the meal. And most of the time it was like, 
crackers and cheese and grapes. And it was awesome. He would like mm-hmm. buy fancy. That's perfect. Pieces. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And I was always so grateful. I'm like, this is great. Cause you don't often think of like a little snacky thing to go with the meal yeah. anyway. Oh, it's true. So yeah. It was great. Um, but I think that's so sweet. Oh, I was going to say one time, my friend Becky, after she, they started coming to our small group. And one time after small group, she, um, just grabbed my like countertop spray and started wiping off my countertops. Mm-hmm. And I literally started crying. I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> like one of those nights that meant so much to me. She could have gave me a million dollars and I would have had the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, little things like that <laughs> can mean so much. So if someone is being hospitable to you, wipe their counters off because they, yeah. Don't they're going to love it. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, okay. So, and then another thing I was going to say, sometimes hospitality means sacrificing things more than what we realize it means. And just being able to do that with a joyful heart, like sacrificing nap time. Lexi and I talk about this mm-hmm. uh, through the week, how hard it is to sacrifice nap time. And when something comes in the way of that nap time that you normally get to read or chill or whatever, it's very hard. So just being prepared in your heart to be joyful in your sacrificing and yeah. not grumbly. Um, I don't know how else to put it, but the more you see, the more you see the joy and the blessing in obeying, mm-hmm. the more you will gladly open your hands yeah. to those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like sometimes there has been things that God has called us to give up in our life um, for the sake of obedience. Like, Maybe, maybe even little things like maybe there is a TV show that you're like feeling convicted about like, okay, this is, this show is like a little too much. I'm not going to watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something like that. And you just feel like a little tug of conviction and you're like, should I or not? Is that God or not? And then it's like, you know what? It's a joy to, to give that up for the sake of the Lord. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Even, if, even if, even if I was like off maybe, and maybe, maybe it wasn't even conviction about it. Well, it probably was, but you know, things like that, where it's a joy to, <laughs> for the Lord, like it's a joy to give that up, you know, like yeah. I, I will, get, I will gladly mm-hmm. give this mm-hmm. TV show or, or a nap time that I was going to sit on the couch and read. Yeah. Um, like it's for the sake of my savior. I'm, I'm happy to give it up, you know, and just, mm-hmm. I think just reminding ourselves yeah. that it is for the sake of our savior that we work and we toil. Mm-hmm. Rachel Jankovic helped me understand this where she said sometimes God literally gives us a a good desire for the sole purpose of having a gift to give back to him and lay down on the altar. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. And that's what I have to think of in those days is like, okay, it's not wrong that I am a creature and I need to sit down maybe right. for an hour with a cup Absolutely. of tea, yeah. but it's also a good thing that I can hand over to my Lord right. and see how he, he uses it to turn a profit. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I told you about that interview that she did a while back. Um, I don't even remember what podcast that was on that she did the interview, but her talking about like the season of her life where she had to lay aside creative things and how, mm-hmm. you know, um, just, and it was, it just so resonated with me because there has definitely been that in my life of just having little kids and you can't do as much crafty stuff as what you used to do. And, oh uh, yeah. (laughs) And just, and just feeling like, oh man, I kind of missed that. And just, and just knowing that like, I, God, you have given me good gifts and I want to, I want to lay aside everything for the sake of obeying you. And just knowing that like, Mm -hmm. she was saying that now that her kids are older and there is that space in her life for doing that crafty stuff again, that God has just like 
given it back to her a hundredfold that, uh-huh. that she's just surprised at the ways that the Lord has given her creativity and like space to do it. And just how amazing God is like that. Just trusting that he, uh-huh. he won't snatch things greedily from us, but uh-huh. that he, he is good to us uh-huh. and faithful to oh, us. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, the seed has to go into the ground in order for there to be much fruit. But the, like, if you're only looking at it in terms of denial and you're not remembering, no, there's joy on the other side of denial, then yeah, you're never going to want to give something up because all you're thinking is death, death, death. But no, there's resurrection joy on the other side of that death. Yeah, good, good plans with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, did you read Gospel Comes with a House Key? I did, yeah. Okay. I've not read it, but Becky told okay. me that um, this is a lot, like a lot of hospitality stuff in that. Yeah, it's okay. So I really liked it. I thought it was fabulous. It was a great, great book, but I felt like she was, um, her like view of hospitality in that book was like how to be hospitable in traumatic situations Okay. instead of like, so almost how to react to needs instead of how to build culture with hospitality. Gotcha. And that's, there's both sides of the coin and you really need that. And she talked about two issues in there that were fascinating to me. Um, One was what do we do with the church member who's under church discipline? Mm. Mm. And two, how do we have deathbed hospitality? Mm. So, I mean, I've never read about those two books. I mean, those two topics anywhere else, but she did such a good job. But yes, I did feel like, and what I think the practical like results of that are, um, is that sometimes your feasting is, almost in a uh like a very bare sort of deserty way I remember her recommending like well if you're constantly doing it just do lentil soup all the time basically and I remember thinking like okay well I don't want to do that all the time I also want to have a set aside portion of hospitality where there is such good things as sticky toffee pudding and bread pudding and cookies and you know three different types of meat like there is also a portion of Christian hospitality that should be abundant and overflowing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just thought a lot of her, she had, I mean, it's really a good book, totally worth reading, but it was very, it it just kind of neglected that whole other area. But I think that's maybe part of what she was trying to do too with those topics. Yeah. So gotcha. Um, It was really good. The portion that Becky told me about that seemed like it may be helpful was like just inviting people into not perfection when it comes to hospitality. Oh yeah. Like, Mm -hmm welcome them in, into real life that people don't mm-hmm. need perfection. They need the gospel and community. Yeah. Um, yep. so I feel like that is something that I always need to be reminded of. Cause I, I think part of the reason why it's tiring and exhausting to me is because I feel like I have to have everything perfect before people get, here, yes. You know, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I have a oh, yeah. thousand things to do before people can show up at my house. Um, but just being reminded that like, it's really totally fine if, the house isn't 100% perfect or if, and if the meal isn't even 100% done when they get here. Like people are welcome. Um, no matter what stage we are in, mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cause they do, the days do go throughout stages and that's, that's so true because by the end of the day, if someone shows up at noon, your houses might be a wreck, but <laughs> there's another, if, if you really are looking towards like building up, um, stranger or neighbor type hospitality, they, in that book, she talks about like a texting app that her and her husband use where all of their neighbors are on it and they can send out um, like needs or issues that happen in the neighborhood or they just use it to basically say like, 
you know, we're going to sing some Psalms tonight. If you guys want to come over, there's going to be a bowl of soup ready for you. And they surprisingly, it's a, it's a hugely effective ministry for them. It's awesome. Hugely effective. So you might want to check that out if it's an area you want to grow in. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So I think just seeking to be hospitable, you know, just mm-hmm. whatever that means in your stage of life, in your region, in what your husband and you have agreed upon, um, but just mm-hmm. seeking to obey in that area that God has called us to it. So in what ways are we obeying? Um, seeking to obey. So anyway, got anything else, Lexi? Um, no, I mean, if, if you guys have any other ideas, share them on Instagram yeah. somehow and hashtag us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Or tag us. Both yeah. of those, you know. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks cool. for listening, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of The Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started The Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.